0: the podcast bringing artists closer to you it's back to the arena
1: the interviews welcome again my rock and roll friends It is me dc host of the syndicated radio show back to the arena and of course this podcast back to the arena the interviews now we're going to do another classic episode all the way back from the middle of 2022 when i had One of my favorite artists, Jeff Scott Soto, on the show. We talked about his album, Complicated, and I'm going to air that for you right after the break on Back to the Arena, the interviews. The last we talked with Jeff Scott Soto was in November of 2021, when Jeff was getting ready to tour with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And he mentioned uh, sending the songs for his new album being sent to be mastered. And now we have the new Complicated CD, his eighth official solo album and i'm glad to have jeff back on the show jeff welcome again to back to the arena
2: right on it's so good to be back how you feeling
1: i'm feeling good life is good right now
2: right on man good to hear
1: it's, it's always good when there's new jeff scott soto music though
2: hey hallelujah to that i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> not gonna talk on that one I'll, I'll take that one for all it's worth <laughs> and as we were talking, you know, uh, just before we started, uh, we started here. You know, I I so enjoy doing the music. I so I still enjoy creating and the the whole therapy side of where music takes me and keeps me going and keeps me alive. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there the same. But there are so many artists, especially the ones that have been around as long as I have, that don't really have any need or excitement or or they just don't want to make new music anymore. They if I had a legacy career of four or five platinum albums. Absolutely. I would probably feel the same way too. But the fact that I'm still kind of, um, I guess, a work in progress after 30 some odd years, I still have that hunger and that feel and that desire to, to create and to have that outlet. And it's, it's great to still have people like yourself to, uh, to to you know to champion it. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I took my daughter with me to that Trans Siberian show here in Indianapolis. Uh, we both enjoyed the show as always. Great show. Uh, and and
2: it was good to be back. It was absolutely good to be back. We, we normally that's not our territory. Normally yeah. that's the East Coast band territory. So it was so nice to be back in Indianapolis again.
1: Yeah. And and I had talked you up so much to my daughter. I said you're you're gonna know when he's singing. I said I'm not gonna tell you who he is. And, <laughs> and, and she when when you started singing when you started doing one of your solos she's like is that him i go yeah you got it
2: <laughs> ah that's awesome <laughs> you know what i really enjoy especially uh this christmas day that the there's the there's just a, a joyous and I, I i don't know how to actually put it into words but the song it starts off you know it's it's a sad song about the uh the runaway girl and she's finally finding her way home. And then the middle of the song kicks in and that's the celebration side. And that's where I really come to life. This is one of the reasons why when I was given that song, I wanted to present the joy that comes from the second half of that song, instead of just singing it in the same way with the same look and the same uh, vibrance or lack thereof on the first half. And that's what I really, I, I get so excited with that. When, when the band kicks in and, it turns into that middle section onward towards the end of the song. It's such a celebration. I absolutely enjoy that part of that set.
1: Yeah, it was great. I mean, they always put on a great show. It's There's no question when they, uh, tickets get announced that uh, it's going to be a great show. Yeah. So now we have new music and complicated uh, and the first single that we've been playing here on the show, Love is the Revolution. Right. Uh, great first taste of the new release. Uh, talk about that song.
2: Absolutely. Um, When I got the demo of that song, I was so excited because pretty much when I when I work with Alessandro, 98 percent of what you hear on the final product on the on the album is basically what it sounded like when I got them as demos. He sends them as as uh, blank canvases. It's it's basically a foundation, and outline of music for me to write my lyrics and melodies over. Um, that particular one started with that sitar and I was I was just as soon as I heard that I got I got goosebumps saying this has got to be a single. I know where this is where this song is going but the fact that I've never used a sitar sound on anything I've ever done and this is going to another place, this has to be a single And from that, you know when you think about the sitar itself, the Beatles made it such a such an important part of their music, especially in their message of love, hope and peace and harmony and all that stuff back in the, uh, in, the in the in the 60s, in the late 60s. And then Aerosmith would do it just the same. They use a sitar. And it, it just sounds like such a joyous instrument that I kind of wanted to take the ideal of what the Beatles normally their message was towards the end of the the uh, before they broke up. And that was the, the whole peace, love and harmony thing. And that's why my message is kind of the same, kind of an extension of all we need is love or all you need is love. Love is the revolution that will get us through all the heartbreak, all the disasters and wars and religion and divisions, all the different things that are dividing the world and separating us. Love is the revolution that will keep us together.
1: Yeah, we definitely need a lot more of that these days.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: This is Love is the Revolution from Jeff Scott Soto on Back to the Arena, the interviews. of my conversation with Jeff Scott Soto coming up right after this quick break on Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Back talking with Jeff Scott Soto about his complicated album. And Jeff, you mentioned Alessandro Del Vecchio before the break, uh, but I see some other familiar names on the record. Uh, Fabrizio, Edo, were you guys able to record Complicated together or was this another Dropbox kind of album?
2: No, you know what? I have been recording with the the whole... (laughs) Covid lockdown mentality since the '90s. I learned how to when you're in a when you're in several bands or your main band is based overseas. You got to find ways to do things um, accordingly, financially, uh, within the, the confines of the the uh, budgets, etc. And of course, even time. So even back in the, the Talisman days, back in the acts of Rudy Pell days, a lot of that stuff I was doing in my home studio anyway. Sometimes I would record it at home and then I would fly with the masters to wherever I had to go overseas and we'd kind of nitpick and and, and fix a few things along the way. But that would prevent me from having to spend a good amount of time in another country away from home. Uh, The flight costs, the hotel costs, all that stuff, it would eliminate a lot of that stuff. So I learned early on how to engineer myself, produce myself set up all my gear. Everything was already in me. By the time we got to COVID, it's like, ah, this, I'm an expert at this. I'm a pro. Let's, (laughs) let's, let's make five albums this way. And so, yeah. And a lot of it does have, does reflect on budgets. Of course, it would be lovely to sit in the same room and, and hash things out together as a band and do it all live the way we used to do it back in the day. But unfortunately the, you know, it's a different time now. And with the the affordance of, uh, of home studios and home microphones and everything. We can just, and and of course, internet, we can, we can trade our ideas and just keep staying creative from, you know, just from home, even thousands of miles away.
1: Yes. Since you were doing this for decades, you should come out with one of those, uh, recording at home for dummies books.
2: (laughs) Well, I, I don't think I'd be a very good teacher. It's funny. There's so many people that say, Jeff, you should, you should give vocal lessons, you know, with everything you've done and all the different styles and genres you can sing, you, you should, you'd make a, a fortune doing vocal lessons. And I said, well, it's kind of hard for me to teach what hasn't been taught. I could give vocal lessons if somebody taught me how to sing, but nobody taught me. I just, I open my mouth and I sing and it's it's all from the influence. And if I could teach that, yeah, I'll do it. But I can't, I can't, all I would do is okay. Class, uh, turn on your radios and start singing that. Okay. Class over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please pay at the door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, before we talk about the latest single, I want to ask about some of my favorites, as okay. I always do on the new album. Uh, let's start with uh, Don't Look Back.
2: Well, it's uh, I, how, how do I put this in? I, I can't really put it any other way than the fact that when Alessandro sent me when he sent me that song, he always sends me them in, in groups of two and three. And it's I don't think to this day, since we've been working together, I Went back to him saying, mm, "I don't know about this one. I, I don't know if this one's going to work, or this one's not really me." The the thing I love about the way Alessandro creates is um, he he digs into the the artist he's working with. He digs into what he enjoys about their life and their career and their sound. It's and and that that's basically how he dove into every song on this record. He knows that what's missing in my life and my career is the kind of the talisman genre angle uh, that's I'm not really doing anything else that I'm releasing these days so he wanted to really focus on that he wanted to dive into let's make a kind of not a tribute to talisman but let's let's try and focus on that talisman sound and vibe and he's so good at that he's so good at, at knowing how to harness the artist's sound and the artist the the best of what the artist has to offer and that's that's where don't look back came from it came from exactly that that mentality
1: yeah i, I got to keep a clicker i think uh, whenever i hear alessandra's name in all my interviews I, i'm going to keep a total right. i think for him because whenever i tell him that everybody talks about him in the interview he's like oh no they don't you know he's, he's so modest
2: <laughs> well don't look back itself it's it's kind of um lyrically i I always write in double entendre that's I find it more interesting and fascinating to try to write a song that couldn't have double or even triple meanings. Um, So don't look back. If you read it, if you just read the lyrics and listen to the song, it could sound like uh, the the demise of of a relationship between two people. uh, The obvious, you know, It, it just has that natural feeling about it, but actually, if you dig deeper into the lyrics, it's more about, the frustration that came from not being able to see friends and family for, you know, for a year and a half or close to two years, whatever the amount of time we were kept apart from one another. So it a lot of the lyrics, a lot of what's, what are the themes on this album there for the most part, they are, they're derived from post or during pandemic in terms of missing real life, missing my family, missing my friends, missing loved ones. But for the most part, I wanted to make sure they they had a double and triple meaning in terms of what it could mean to somebody else. Somebody else could see that as, you know, I just started a new relationship with somebody, but because of pandemic, we were, we were kept apart from one another, and I can't wait to be with that person again. So I wanted to be able to translate and relate the lyrics to a lot of different meanings instead of just the obvious.
1: Is that kind of the same meaning with uh, Until I See You Again, another great song on the album? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That's again. That song started as a. It started more as a. a, a I guess a towards a missing mom and dad, missing grandma, and grandpa, missing relatives, uh, missing a loved one that way. And then I started looking in, into it further, and I thought, you know what? This is actually more about my relationship with my fans. It's more like this is more about missing my life on the road, missing the stage, missing you know doing everything that i I was doing and taking for granted in life and so i really went with that angle and when you read the lyrics on that one just the same you get both meanings behind it
1: so i want to ask about the song thank you i love that song what can you tell me about thank you
2: man i was hoping you were going to throw thank you in, (laughs) and this is definitely the definitive uh the definitive song to my fans this is this is my personal thank you for all the years that they've given me for allowing me to do what I do for embracing what I do, but more importantly, wanting to hear more and staying with me as I'm doing what I do. This is my ultimate, this is my thank you to the, to, to my fans and thank you to the people that have been behind me and pushing me and praising me and, and just making sure that I get to continue living this dream.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to continue. I hope for years and years, you know, I hope there's many more, uh, uh, whether it's on somebody else's album or just your solo records, you know, we definitely, you
2: know, I, yeah, I, even if it was just me recording at home and, and creating and doing the things that I love doing, it's going to continue. It will absolutely continue, but to continue releasing material that uh, people want to hear, that's up. That truly is up to you, people like yourself. As long as you're there, I'm here. That's how I see it.
1: Is is there ever going to be a chance that you would release like an acoustic studio album, not something like live, but, um, something kind of like the videos I've seen on YouTube with uh, you and Beeler uh, doing, uh, you know, Saigon kick songs. And I saw uh, Barry Manilow, Mandy, yeah. you know, uh, is there a chance that you'll ever do and, and not necessarily covers of your own song, but like a whole new album with with I uh, just done acoustically?
2: I was planning on doing that uh, years ago. I was going to call it acoustically yours. But I've done so many acoustic uh, releases, maybe EPs or just special versions. I, I even uh, during pandemic, I did a, an album called Revisions that uh, they were re- revised versions of songs throughout my career that and I had to make sure every single song was something I wrote 100%. I wanted the the entire thing to be 100% JSS from the writing, the the ownership of the songs, but even the recording of them. I did all the recording myself. Everything was done here in my home studio. It was just a, a it was a cool little vanity project I wanted to do, and I released it on my own just for the sake of. Uh, I just had this yearning to do something like that, so I kind of already done it, but on acoustic level, nothing in the pipeline. But I wouldn't say no to to those possibilities. I'm sure somewhere along the way, I'll, something like that will will come up that I'm I'm actually gonna pull off someday.
1: Yeah, is that uh, one that you did yourself? Is that available where people can? But, uh, Stream it or download it.
2: It's, it's available on all the streaming, uh, you know, Spotify's and Amazon Music, Apple Music, etc. And it's released under the Soto moniker. It's it's when I was putting it out there just before I was releasing it, I, I started promoting it. And Frontier said, uh, what's this? <laughs> I said, oh, I'm just did a little project at home. I financed it myself. And they said, yeah, unfortunately, under the name Jeff Scott Soto, an album like this, we have to be involved. It's not it's, it, you don't have the, uh, the right to do that. And I'd, I'd forgotten about that, about the exclusivity. It's in terms of JSS. So uh, they said, if you want to release it as Soto, that's that's my other band, that's my other moniker. That has nothing to do with Frontiers. You can do that, but under Jeff Scott Soto, uh, I don't think so. So I just changed it to Soto. It's it's still just me, but uh, for the most part, anybody who buys it or listens to it realizes it's all me. I just couldn't use the JSS brand to uh, to put it out there. And you know, it's it's they weren't. They weren't being angry about it. It's just we're contractually bound, and I gotta I gotta
1: abide by the contract. (laughs) Yeah, how dare you use your own name?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, if I'd gone to them and said, "Hey, I have this idea for this," maybe they would have been keen on releasing it. But I'm in a way, I'm glad they weren't because then possibly the duets album wouldn't have uh, come to pass. And that's uh, that one I'm absolutely proud that we were able to do together. Yeah, that was such a fun project.
1: Yeah, it's still still fun to listen to those. uh images. It wasn't that long ago that they came out, so it's not like they're old anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about the second single, uh, "Last to Know," which features Spectra. Uh, tell us about that song and that collaboration.
2: Well, it's it's Spectra in the video. It's everybody that's on the record is basically everybody that it's on that song. But for the video, I was doing a bunch of shows in Brazil, and my video director is based out of there in São Paulo. So. Um, he said hey if you're here instead of you filming your bits at home and and me filming my bits here and i, I edit together why don't we do something together and he said you haven't done a, a performance video in a while in terms of just having a band behind you a, instead of you singing and i use actors and finishing it off that way and i said well if i use the guys that are my backup band for this upcoming run it happens to see be the guys from spectra it's a natural progression that if they're gonna be in the video with me, I gotta make sure that they're featured in the video. It's not just they're the JSS backup band, and that's why I told Frontiers, please make sure you release this as JSS featuring Spectra. It's a new band, it's one of their bands, it's under the same label umbrella, and it's a it's a win-win for everybody. They I got to use these guys in my video. They get to use my name to help push their name. Frontiers basically runs both bands. It's, it's a win-win for all.
1: Yeah, and they let you use your own name. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> oh, Frontiers, they, they
2: they know when to let me use it and when to to tell me, uh, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Let's check out the song Jeff did with Spectra. This is Last to Know. I'm back to the arena, the interviews. to know from jeff scott soto as i want to ask you uh about the posts i saw on your facebook page about the rock and roll fantasy camps uh tell me about that and where will there be another
2: there will be many they're, they're always running they're always different cities different regions different themes uh i've been doing the rock and roll fantasy camp oh, gee since uh the, the late i i would say like uh 2007 or eight but i wasn't i was more as a as an artist when I was asked to do that. Now I'm actually a counselor. I started with uh, on the counselor and I think it was in 2015 or 16. I don't know exactly. And it's such a joy because that's my ultimate reward in paying it forward. As an artist, I, I, I've always tried to help my fellow artists, my fellow uh, musicians get heard, seen, known, et cetera. You know, Spectra, August Zadger. These are the people in my life that I want to share. I want to share with the rest of the world. Yeah, But something like the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp gives me the opportunity to share my wisdom, my experience, and kind of help these individuals that I'm actually coaching in a band, make sure they feel like an actual bonafide band. They feel like bonafide artists and rock stars themselves. And that's that to me is the biggest joy. At the end of the day, when you see them on stage, harnessing everything that they got from me and, and that I got from them that's the greatest thing ever. I I love being a part of the rock and roll fantasy camp. So yeah, there'll be many in the future. And I, I, I fit myself in them according to schedules and openings.
1: And and that's something that's just for people that play instruments, not for somebody like me. That's, that's talentless. As far as music goes, Uh, you actually have to be a musician to go. It's not just something that fans would go to.
2: Well, yeah, it's, it's not the make a wish foundation. It certainly is. (laughs) It's based on, it's based on individuals who have, the that's what roll. I would get. huh? <laughs> they had the rock and roll dream of, of, you know, I love playing guitar. I would love to jam with slash one day. I love to jam with Joe Perry someday. I love to jam with, you know, Paul Stanley. The, these, these people are, they just have this kind of dream of fantasy of, of being rock stars for a day or for a week. And that's what this is all about. They, they, they basically you get to jam with all these big names, all your favorite artists and you get to do songs that, uh, you know, you normally can't do when you're doing a nine to five or you, you're a corporate uh, officer at Coca-Cola or something like that. That's what this yeah. is for.
1: So, with the release of this new album done and your mini tour with Jason Beeler complete uh, or, or close to complete, is that over with already?
2: Not yet. No, we've got uh, another another two weekends to do this this part of the year, and then the second half of the year we're going back out and doing more.
1: Okay, and then we talked uh, before heading into the interview uh, about Monsters on the Mountain. Are there other shows that you're going to be performing at uh, similar to that? Um,
2: not similar to that. I mean, I've got I, we've got some makeup shows to do with uh, Sons of Apollo in August, and then Monsters on the Mountain, and then I've got uh, there's some other shows also also with Sons of Apollo that we're we're doing until uh, until probably sometime in September. And then from there, I'm, I'm doing, like, as I said, I'm doing some more with Beeler and uh, oh yeah, I've got the Prague power thing that's coming up in June. So a lot of what I'm doing now is makeup shows. I'm not necessarily touring anymore. I'm not planning any tours, especially for the JSS side of things. I've really have come to the realization that I don't want to tour and bust my ass anymore, uh, playing in front of small crowds and, and just kind of trudging across the world. I want to do things that make more sense financially and, and just, In other words, I I want the quality more than the quantity. Back in the day, it was the old adage of uh, you release an album, you tour, you release an album, you tour. Now I want to actually enjoy the shows and the one offs and the appearances that come with all the work that I've already done. And that's what I'm aiming more towards in the future.
1: Well, before I let you go, I know you have a lot going on. Uh, we have a segment that we started since the last time you were on the show. It's called Rapid Rocker Response, where I'm just going to ask you a handful of random off-the-wall questions. All nothing right. Nothing to do with your music. Uh, I just want like, to like pick inside your brain a little bit right. and uh, see, what, see what, you, what you got. So are you ready for that? Let's do it. Rapid
0: Rocker Response on Back to the Arena.
1: All right. If you could learn any language in just one week, which would it be? Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay. Is there a reason for Portuguese?
2: I have two guys in my band from Brazil <laughs> and I do okay. a lot of stuff in South America and especially in Brazil and I'm just sitting there with the uh, staring at the ground like I have no idea what you people are saying.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what uh, do you impulse buy most often at a store? Um, impulse buying is is more Amazon
2: than any stores these days and i'm gonna say studio gear
1: studio gear okay uh name one person who inspires you
2: um boy there's so many come to mind As my number one is so so funny um i'm just gonna leave it at prince prince okay very cool i was gonna say family or you know or, or, or a loved one but inspiration has to be in as far as I'm concerned, inspiration comes from music and my musical inspiration is Prince. Yeah.
1: And it's a given that family inspires you, of course. Yeah. If you could pay someone to do one of your jobs, hopefully it's not, you know, interviews, uh, which would it be? Uh,
2: <laughs> you know what? I actually do enjoy doing interviews <laughs> because it, it, it gives me a chance to talk about the things that are important to me. I, I hate the, I, the, the whole me, 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 I, I, I factor, but it's, it's kind of important for people to kind of dig deeper into what you're doing and how you do it. So um, it would probably have probably be editing when it comes to doing vocals. The chore of editing t- usually takes five times longer than the actual performance okay. side of things. So I'm going to say edit.
1: Okay. Uh, what was the first concert you ever attended? Bee Gees. Bee Gees. What, how long ago was that? 1979. Nineteen seventy nine, Dodger Stadium. Wow, okay, he remembers the stadium too. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have even been
2: seventy eight if I'm if I'm being exact, roughly around that time. Yeah. Did you enjoy the Bee Gees? Absolutely. That was that was my band as it was as a child before metal and rock uh, soaked in and, and started digging into my DNA. The Bee Gees and uh, Earth Wind and Fire; those were my two bands.
1: Okay, uh, two more. What is your favorite type of food? Sushi sushi okay and what was your very first job um i think the
2: first job was uh newspaper delivery or, or peddling soliciting door to door hey do you want to buy the, the la times no slam door <laughs> next
1: <laughs> all right there you go you got through it just fine uh you know we can't go more than six months without new jeff scott soto is there anything new on the way either from like wet or anything else uh, that you're related to
2: Yes, sir. Um, I can't give any more detail than this, but I during the pandemic, I, I started a new project uh, side thing with David Ellison called Ellison Soto. And that's all I can tell you. But there's more information coming soon. And that's going to be the next one down the pipeline.
1: All right. Awesome. And everybody can follow you uh, to get that information when it's when it's available on Facebook at yep. Jeff Scott Soto, uh, Instagram, Jeff Scott Soto Official. Uh, they can also.
2: I always know. say if it have, if it doesn't have a blue badge, it ain't me. So make sure it has a blue badge next to
1: it. I'm going to incorporate that into my uh, Instagram uh, <laughs> for the next interview. Uh, JeffScottSoto.com. Also, uh, for more information. Jeff, thanks for taking time and uh, thanks for putting out some great rock for us to play here on Back to the Arena.
2: Man, thank you so much. It, it truly is. Uh, like I said, it's an honor to, to talk to people like yourself that are there to help me continue spreading the word and the cause, and I can't thank you enough. Help these individuals that I'm actually coaching in a band make sure they feel like an actual bonafide band. They feel like bonafide artists and rock stars themselves. And that's that, to me, is the biggest joy. At the end of the day, when you see them on stage harnessing everything that they got from me and, and that I got from them, that's the greatest thing ever. I, I love being a part of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. So yeah, there'll be many in the future, and I I, I fit myself in them according to schedules and openings.
1: And, and that's something that's just for people that play instruments, not for somebody like me that's that's talentless as far as music goes. Uh, you actually have to be a musician to go. It's not just something that fans would go to.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's not the Make a Wish Foundation. It certainly is. It, <laughs> it's based on it's based on individuals that's- who have. The that's what roll. I would get huh <laughs> <laughs> they had the rock and roll dream of of you know I love playing guitar I would love to jam with slash one day I would love to jam with joe perry someday I love to jam with you know paul stanley the, these these people are they just have this kind of dream of fantasy of of being rock stars for a day or for a week and that's what this is all about they 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 basically you get to jam with all these big names all your favorite artists and you get to do songs that uh you know you normally can't do when you're doing a nine to five or you're your corporate uh officer at coca-cola or something like that that's what this yeah. is for
1: so with the release of this new album don and your mini tour with jason beeler complete uh or, or close to complete is that over with already
2: not yet no we've got uh, another another two weekends to do this this part of the year and then the second half of the year we're going back out and doing more
1: OK, and then we talked uh, before heading into the interview uh, about Monsters on the Mountain. Are there other shows that you're going to be performing at uh, similar to that? Um,
2: not similar to that. I mean, I've got I, we've got some makeup shows to do with uh, Sons of Apollo in August and then Monsters on the Mountain. And then I've got uh, there's some other shows also, also with Sons of Apollo that we're we're doing until uh, until probably sometime in September and then from there, I'm, I'm doing like as I said, I'm doing some more with Beeler, and uh, oh yeah, I've got the Prague Power thing that's coming up in June. So a lot of what I'm doing now is makeup shows. I'm not necessarily touring anymore. I'm not planning any tours, especially for the JSS side of things. I've really have come to the realization that I don't want to tour and bust my ass anymore, uh, playing in front of small crowds and and just kind of trudging across the world. I want to do things that make more sense financially and and just In other words, I I want the quality more than the quantity. Back in the day, it was the old adage of uh, you release an album, you tour, you release an album, you tour. Now I want to actually enjoy the shows and the one-offs and the appearances that come with all the work that I've already done. And that's what I'm aiming more towards in the future.
1: Well, before I let you go, I know you have a lot going on. Uh, we have a segment that we started since the last time you were on the show. It's called Rapid Rocker Response, where I'm just going to ask you a handful of random off-the-wall questions. All nothing right. Nothing to do with your music. Uh, I just want like, to like pick inside your brain a little bit All right. and uh, see, what, see what, you, what you got. So are you ready for that? Let's do it. Rapid
0: Rocker Response. i back to the arena.
1: All right. If you could learn any language in just one week, which would it be? Portuguese. Portuguese okay is there a reason for Portuguese
2: I have two guys in my band from Brazil (laughs) and I do a lot of stuff in South America especially in Brazil and I'm just sitting there with uh staring at the ground like I have no idea what you people are saying
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) so what uh do you impulse buy most often at a store um impulse buying is is more
2: Amazon than any stores these days and i'm gonna say studio gear
1: studio gear okay uh name one person who inspires you
2: um boy there's so many come to mind that my number one is so so funny um i'm just gonna leave it at prince prince okay very cool i was gonna say family or you know or or, or, a loved one but inspiration has to be in as far as i'm concerned inspiration comes from music and my musical inspiration is prince yeah
1: and it's a given that family inspires you of course yeah if you could pay someone to do one of your jobs hopefully it's not you know interviews uh which would it be uh
2: <laughs> you know what i actually do enjoy doing interviews <laughs> because it, it, it gives me a chance to talk about the things that are important to me i i hate the i the the whole me 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 i i i factor but it's, it's kind of important for people to kind of dig deeper into what you're doing and how you do it. So um, it would probably have probably be editing when it comes to doing vocals. The chore of editing t- usually takes five times longer than the actual performance okay. side of things. So I'm going to say, edit.
1: OK, uh, what was the first concert you ever attended? Bee Gees. Bee Gees. What, how long ago was that? 1979. Nineteen seventy nine, Dodger Stadium. Wow, okay, he remembers the stadium too. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have even been
2: seventy eight if I'm if I'm being exact, roughly around that time. Yeah.
1: Did you enjoy
2: the Bee Gees? Absolutely. That was that was my band as I was as a child before metal and rock uh, soaked in and, and started digging into my DNA. The Bee Gees and uh, Earth Wind and Fire; those were my two bands.
1: Okay, uh, two more. What is your favorite type of food? Sushi sushi okay and what was your very first job um i think
2: the first job was uh newspaper delivery or, or peddling soliciting door to door hey do you want to buy the, the la times no slam door <laughs> next
1: <laughs> all right there you go you got through it just fine uh you know we can't go more than six months without new jeff scott soto is there anything new on the way either from like wet or anything else uh, that you're related to
2: Yes, sir. Um, I can't give any more detail than this, but I, during the pandemic, I, I started a new project uh, side thing with David Ellison called Ellison Soto. And that's all I can tell you, but there's more information coming soon. And that's going to be the next one down the pipeline.
1: All right. Awesome. And everybody can follow you uh, to get that information when it's, when it's available on Facebook at yep. Jeff Scott Soto, uh, Instagram, Jeff Scott Soto official. Uh, they can also I always to, uh,
2: say if it, doesn't have, if it doesn't have a blue badge it ain't <laughs> me so make sure it has a blue badge next
1: to it i'm going to incorporate that into my uh, instagram uh, <laughs> for the next interview uh jeffscottsoto.com also uh, for more information jeff thanks for taking time and uh, thanks for putting out some great rock for us to play here on back to the arena
2: man thank you so much it, it truly is uh Like I said, it's an honor to to talk to people like yourself that are there to help me continue spreading the word and the cause. And I can't thank you enough.
1: Well, let's wrap up the show with another song off of Complicated. This is Until I See You Again on Back to the Arena, The Interviews. What can
0: I do? We can't turn.
1: Scott Soto music until I see you again off of that great complicated album. And that wraps up this retro episode. We will do maybe one more on the next podcast before bringing you some up to date interviews. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing and I appreciate you sharing the podcast with your rock and roll friends. I will see you next time on another episode of back to the arena, the interviews on electrocast.
0: Click subscribe and catch the next episode of
1: Back to the Arena, The Interviews.
0: Electricast.
1: Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there.
2: Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear.
1: I'm Mercury. And
2: I'm Diego.
1: Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour.
0: Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. Trick